for grace, for favor. This is my Hi, this is Minister Linda. Stress. You know the feeling. It's as if everything is coming undone, like a kettle about to boil. You can feel it coming on. In Job chapter 30, verses 27, he describes it as your inner parts are in turmoil and never still. Holidays are supposed to be a time of joy and celebration. But for many people, the season between Thanksgiving and Christmas is a very stressful time. As we transition into colder weather and the holidays roll around, many will experience a change in mood, a loss of energy, sluggishness, increased appetite, irritability, and a sense of unhappiness. There's anxiety as we think of all we have to do. The first decision is where will we be for the holiday? Will we stay at home? Are we going to the in-laws, his or hers? Or will we be with the grandparents? Anxiety about how much money we will spend. Anxiety about how to keep the children engaged in activities during this long period of time that they're out of school. We don't want to hear them say, I'm bored. Anxiety at family get-togethers. For we'll be spending extended periods of time with people we don't see very often. Anxiety over numerous things that will fill our schedules to the brim. Anxiety. Because along with our packed schedules come fatigue and exhaustion. Anxiety. Because our financial constraints will not allow us to travel to see relatives. Anxiety. For those whose loved ones have transitioned, gone to be with the Lord, and the holiday is now a time of loneliness self-induced anxiety when we become so driven that we become a major stress factor to those around us. We push ourselves to be everything to everybody. Let's not start this season with unrealistic expectations. Sometimes we get overly excited about the holidays with a picture-perfect concept of what it will be. Then the reality of the event set in. Reality is that someone will be late. Reality is that someone may be a no-show. Reality is that someone, after all you've done, will not be satisfied. You know that something will not go as planned. The inevitable happens and then we're disappointed with the actual outcome. Whether you call it tension or anxiety, you would give anything for this feeling to be replaced with joy and peace. Even as I spoke to people this week and also in the office, there was a sense of tension 
as we talked about the things that we had not accomplished and acknowledged that there was so much more that we had to do before year end. In my time of reflection this weekend, as I study and prepared for a word for the week, I entertain this question. What's important? I mean, truly important to me. Think about that. What's important to you? To every part of your being. Not what society or the television focuses on, what a holiday should be. We don't allow the media to think for us. What's important? Your immediate response may be similar to mine. Family is important. God's important. My health. My financial well-being. As this week progressed, I reached this conclusion. First things first. What's important to me? is doing what God requires of me. What's important to me is what God wants. The prophet Micah gives us his answer to the question in chapter 6 of his book, which is captioned in the message translation, What God is Looking For. Our focal verse is Micah 6, 8. He has shown thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. A word for the week, what God desires. The word has told us what's important what God desires of us. First, to do justice, to do what's honorable and fair. It's doing those things that are righteous. The Bible is our measuring rod of morality, our spiritual code of conduct. So our actions, our behavior, our speech must be consistent with what is morally right to do justice, and to love kindness, to be merciful, be compassionate to everyone, including those whose actions we may be feeling are undeserving of our kindness. It's when we first understand the mercy that God has shown us that we know we must show this same mercy to others. We're to live our lives being compassionate to those in need. To do justice, to love kindness, and lastly is humility. To walk humbly means to live without pride and arrogance. To give glory to the one to whom glory is due. To live our lives in a way that glorifies God. To walk with God means to have a close and intimate relationship with Him. 
a relationship that's not limited to Sunday mornings and Wednesday night Bible study and 911 prayers. A relationship that daily draws us closer to our Savior. A desire to want Him more, to serve Him more, and to glorify Him. For the believer, humility is not associated with being weak or subservient. It's knowing who you are in Christ. So this week, in the words of a Christian writer, Watchman Nee, he said an unpeaceful mind cannot function properly. The prophet Micah has clearly shown us what's important. So step two is for us to act on it. Let's be proactive for the sake of wholeness, mental, physical, and spiritual health. Although some of you may already feel the symptoms of anxiety coming on, even as you listen today, you may feel as if everybody and everything is pulling on you. But this week, take a deep breath and focus on what God wants. It's very simple. The prophet made it very plain what to do, what God is looking for in us. To be fair and just, to be compassionate and loving. And in the message translation, it says, don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. These traits of being loving, compassionate, fair, just, forgiving, these are godly traits that we will need during this holiday season. So let's not become distracted with details, who, what, when, and where. Let's not have a superficial attitude about this holiday season. Let's focus on what God desires. This is my season. Come on, y'all.